Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. Good evening, Zach. What's up? Not a whole lot. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. We're back in the, the swing of things. Mm-hmm. We, everyone may have noticed a couple weeks ago, we participated in a live podcast at an event in uh, good old Chicago. Yeah, we did. The uh, Magical Menagerie. Mm-hmm. That's how I say that right. Close enough. Yeah, it'll work. Pretty sure it's right. But yeah, that was pretty cool. That was I fun. I don't want your ego to get too big. No, no, it needs to be very... Uh, yeah. If the balloon starts to get bigger, you just yeah. poke a little bit or let a little air out. Yep. So it sounds like a whistle, like, whoop, just sure. like that mm-hmm. to my ego. But anyways, the event was fun. That was good. Yeah, it was I en- good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Zio, for putting on a fantastic experience Yeah. and giving us that platform to... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully everybody enjoyed our short little stories from that. Yeah, kind of little teasers, you know, little tastes, just, you know, as people come about their... Uh, about their business in the marketplace. They mm-hmm. got to listen to some scary stories. Yeah. As anyone who's listened, Devil's Cheer and a uh, castle built on a hell portal. Yeah, that was fun. Just things we do here. Mm-hmm. That's how we roll. But yeah, I figured we touch base. That was good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, going forward, if we do those again, yes. let us know if we, you think we should do those again, I guess. Yeah, sure. Let uh, us know how, yeah, how you feel about that, for sure. And... In the heat of the moment that day, I couldn't find any of my recording equipment, so we improvised, and I think it worked out pretty well. I think it did. It's a live show. gives the atmosphere, the ambiance. We've done ambiance shows before, crackling fires, yeah. scary thunderstorms that slam doors and freak us out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. crowd noise, ambient yeah, sounds. And, and those all sounded better because that was when I had my proper stuff. Correct. But we made do. We are nothing but resourceful. The universe provides, and we work with what it gives us, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. And, uh, yeah. Next time will be cool. Yeah. Cooler? Cooler. It was cool anyways. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Glad we did that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like we said, um, two quick short stories on that episode. But here we are in our long-form format. Getting back at it. This might be a slight fright, but I don't know what time is anymore. It's hard to say anymore. No. Time is fleeting, but time is also everything. Things are both long. Things are both short. Things are fast and things are slow. None of those things have anything to do with what I'm going to talk about. I was just on a tangent. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you a story. Please do. And you don't know what's coming. Sure don't. But what was coming, oh, that's not a good way to, <laughs> that's not a good way to start what I was about to say. <laughs> like that was going to be cause how, All right, so that's what I was going to say, right? And then I have, there was a woman Hold on, <laughs> hold on But that's where we're starting Okay. There was a woman And she lived in a home Not so supernatural yet Just a woman in a home It's pretty normal People can live in houses mm-hmm. It's a thing people do uh, She lived in a home with a shed A she shed? A she shed Indeed, sure. absolutely Down by the river was not a van. Okay. She lived in a she shed down by the... She, she didn't sell... She, <laughs> she did not sell seashells uh-huh. down by the seashore because it is, in fact, a river, uh-huh. not a sea. 
She was an eclectic woman, not because of her seashells, sorry, <laughs> because presumably um, she just would stay, you know, she'd keep it to herself. Sure. Minding her business. Mm-hmm. She had a few hobbies, nothing really of note, you know, nothing too particular, nothing that would really stand out except for the fact that she liked to torture people. Oh, well, that one I would note. Whoops. <laughs> Local fishermen, to be exact. Well, now they didn't have their fishing licenses, probably. No, yeah, maybe she was. Maybe she was just a very aggressive um, ranger. Sure, fish and wildlife. Mm-hmm. Let me see your license. I don't have it. And then she just starts waterboarding them. Like, oh my <laughs> god, give me all your fish. You've maxed out. I haven't got any today. You've maxed out of your fish, and you've maxed out of your life. Damn. Oh my god. Again, not what she was actually doing. Okay. But what she was doing was still, it was not very nice. As you can imagine, the torturing, not good. Now, at some point, the town sheriff visited her and was like, hey, you probably should stop doing that thing. It's uh, sort of naughty. The torturing? The torturing was a little naughty. It was just a suggestion? I, that's, I mean, I'm just p- figuring that's how this world went down. Okay. He was like, hey. Doesn't put you on the nice list. Yeah. You know, all that torturing you're doing. Mm-hmm. In case anyone was curious, torturing makes you a bad guy. All right. So after he kind of approached the topic with her, she, you know, was certainly dismissive and probably aloof. Um, this piqued the sheriff's curiosity even further. I doubt he had a warrant, but he snuck in her shed again. She shed. She a shed. And looked around. He didn't find anything really worth freaking out over, except a bunch of skeletons. What? <laughs> huh. Okay. Just, you know, oh, whoops, oopsie, skeletons. Mm. Annoyed by all these dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff tried to discuss the issue further, but the woman bolted. She ran through the marshlands around the River Delta, but this was her home. She knew the area. The terrain was her home field advantage. Yeah, I mean, if they find your skeletons in the closet and you're like, oops, Uh oh, run away. I'm done. Run away. So, yes, I mean, she was a master of this territory. When the sheriff managed to catch up to her, she was already waist deep in quicksand. (laughs) What? (laughs) I thought she knew the area. No, she didn't have any... I mean, I don't know. She lives there, wouldn't you think? Too bad she fell in a swamp and got stuck in quicksand. Whoops. If it wasn't clear already, the townsfolk considered this woman to be a witch. Who would have seen that coming? No one who's ever listened to this show would ever imagine a witch would be involved. The sheriff stood by, unwilling to help or unable, and... um. He might have also had a posse with him, too, at some point. He might have had some guys waiting for him, you know? Yeah. More deputies, you can call them. As she, and as she descended further into the abyss of sand and quickness, her shrill voice, wow, her shrill voice, and I'm just assuming it's shrill because she's a nasty witch. hmm Her shrill voice cackled that she would return in 20 years to burn the town to the ground. This is a local Mississippi legend that spread via the novel by Willie Morris that was published in 1971 called A Good Old Boy, A Delta Boyhood. I'm going to read you just a quick description of what that book's about. 
Good Old Boy, Adult Boyhood is a novel for young readers about a boy's adventures growing up in post-World War II Mississippi. Author Willie Morris, then editor of Harper's Magazine in New York, wrote Good Old Boy when his son David, age 10, asked, What was it like to grow up in Mississippi? Morris's response turned into a timeless story of growing up in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Good old Yazoo. Yazoo. I'm assuming that's how it is pronounced because it is spelled Y-A-Z-O-O. Maybe. Think, I, I mean, that Z- sounds right to me. Is it Yazoo? No, it's probably Yazoo. Yazoo City, Mississippi in the early 1950s, roaming the town with his friends and playing practical jokes and having adventures. Good old boy is recommended for 6th through ninth grade. Interesting note. Correct. Young adult stuff. Absolutely. Young adult stuff from the 1970s. And Yazoo City, Mississippi is where this legend takes place. And on May 25th, 1904, the entire town burned to the ground. Oh. 20 years to the day after the witch's death, in fact. Well, that seems like prophecy. Doesn't it, though? She was spinning yarn, of which she knew a lot about. Uh Uh-huh. The townsfolk and sheriff were pretty terrified of her and her threat. Again, 20 years to the day after the witch's death is when the town burned down. But, of course, after she had you know, succumbed to the quicksand, the townsfolk and sheriff were pretty terrified of her in general um, and her threats, you know, witches making prophetic, you know, threats. Mm-hmm. Um, so they dragged her from her sand tomb um, and buried her in Glenwood Cemetery. And they had surrounded her grave with big chains in order to keep her spirit trapped on the premises. From a paper entitled 1904 Destruction of Yazoo City, a Case Study of Community Resilience by Lisa S. McElreath and Ashley McElreath Lindsley. It's about the fire. Mm-hmm. May 25th, 1904. Began as so many quiet days or quiet days in a small Mississippi town. The weather conditions were clear and even the unusually high winds of the day kept the day pleasant. No one could imagine that Yazoo City would be changed forever during the next 24 hours. The original source of the fire is debated. One report suggests a young boy playing with matches under his home only a block from the heart of the business district was responsible for the fire. Not a good move, kid, if that's in fact the case. Oh, others say some suggest the disaster originated when a fire began as an electrical fire in a house located on the corner of Mound and Commercial Streets and that this fire quickly engulfed the home and spread to nearby structures. During the time it took for the local volunteer fire department to respond to the fire alarm, the flames spread by the winds began their journey through the city. I'm reading the sentences as presented to me. Mm-hmm. One of the eyewitnesses, an Emily Stubblefield, said she raced from her house and saw flames, quote, flames leaping through the air three blocks at a time. People were running through the streets screaming like they were wild. What is known is the fire started about 8.30 in the morning and burned until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, evening, in fact, destroying about 200 houses and a major part of the city's business district. 
in the business district alone. The fire swept through the area three blocks wide and 12 blocks long, inflicting damage estimated at the time to be in excess of $2 million. Damn. Town got wiped out. Yeah. Um, From that same paper, again, regarding the fire. At the time of the fire, the city was replacing the old city water system, which had wooden mains with a modern water system. Eyewitness accounts reported that when pressed into service, the city water system failed with pipes bursting all over the city, destroying any hope of achieving the water pressure needed to effectively beat back the flames. Well, that's not good. It's a bad turn of events. Yeah. Though frustrated, but was fighting the fires, did not accept defeat. I just copied and pasted that, and that's how it said it. It soon became a question of how much of the city with the fire will the fire destroy, or maybe autocorrect fucked me here and it made weird sentences. But regardless, though frustrated, but was fighting the fires, did not accept defeat. Though was fighting the fires, perhaps, did not accept defeat. It soon became a question of how much of the city will the fire destroy before some type of fire break could be established to stop the flames. The point is, people were running mad to the streets as the water mains were bursting all over the place, and... Um, the flames are dancing around the rooftops, destroying everything in sight. Yeah, that sounds like chaos. It sounds very horrible. Yep. But again, we are to blame a boy with matches and maybe an electrical fire. At least that's what people think. So anyways, that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I told you, you know, 20 years earlier, they had buried the woman and put chains all around her grave to keep her spirit trapped. Magic stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. So 20 years later, after this massive chaotic fire situation, upon visiting the woman's grave, the residents noticed another terrifying sight. The chains around the witch's grave were broken. Uh-oh. Mm. To them, she had escaped and enacted her revenge. I'm going to go on a limb and say torturing people, keeping their corpses in your shed, your she-shed, Mm-hmm. And returning from the dead to engulf a town in flames, this is pretty darn rude. Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty uh, wrathful. Absolutely. Quote, when a town completely burns to the ground, it is kind of a turning point. Just a little bit of a kind of a marker there in history. You know, like they put a little pin in it. Uh, there's a little bit of a boat dock there, or a boat dock. I'm going to start saying that now instead of... I'm going to put a pin in it. I'm going to say I'm going to put a boat dock here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just in my daily life. I think most people are going to be very confused <laughs> I, when you say that. I cannot wait to see what they say. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to put, put a, a boat dock. I'm going to put that. a boat dock here. I'm going to park my barge. What? <laughs> sure. Regardless of what happened, you kind of want to think, said K.K. Hill, director of the Triangle Cultural Center in Yazoo City. The uh, the witch of Yazoo still haunts the town she burned. That's the article's title by Therese Appel in the Clarion Ledger. So, in addition to a boy playing with matches or an electrical fire, as far as non-magic-related reasons for the fire are concerned, it is also said to have started in a young woman's kitchen as she was preparing for her wedding. Quote, Well, this is quite possible, and maybe that's the same thing as the electrical fire, but it was phrased differently, so we're going to say it you know, could have been another different situation. Either way. Sure. Quote, while this is quite possible and certainly innocent enough, it is the strange and fierce winds that were blowing on the fateful day. Unusual for the time, that led many to blame the witch. 
The flames were said by witnesses to have leaped through the air as if driven by some supernatural force, which we touched on earlier. Um, that's from visit yazoo.org. Okay. All right, now, Vey McGraw has played the witch on walking tours for 50 years, and their family owns the funeral home attached to the cemetery. Um, they say, quote, the records burned in the 1904 fire. And to be honest with you, there's no proof of anything. No cemetery records, she said. There's no record, but there is someone buried there. So now no one even knows who was really there to check it. Huh. Interesting. No one really knows who was in this grave, and the absence of proof does not disprove this legend. So it very well could be true. Uh-huh. I mean, where does legends end and truth begin? Or where do legends end and truth begin? Who knows? It's a Venn diagram circling around, overlapping. The truth caresses these legends. I don't think you know what a Venn diagram is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you should see my Venn diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that arm moving around you were doing. It goes like this. Yeah. Right? Sure. It's moving around. All the overlapping circles. Sure, yeah. All the circles are touching. Yep. When the circles touch, it's a Venn diagram. Anyways, from a WGA TV article entitled, Group Wants to Excavate the Witch of Yazoo's Grave by Rachel Hernandez. Hey, uh, what's this next part going to be about? Uh... The local historical society, Sue Patterson, said a graduate student from the University of Southern Mississippi wanted to know who's actually buried in the witch's grave. Patterson said no one knows. A bioarchaeologist and their group asked Patterson if they could excavate the grave. Patterson said the group would pay for the project but would need help using a ground-surveying radar system to find out what's underground. After speaking with local groups in the city... Patterson said the request was denied. Denied. Out of respect for the unknown corpse in the ground. Respectful. Is that respectful? I don't know. Isn't like an unmarked grave like not respectful? I think. uh, I mean, I guess it's marked. I guess it marked and wore off or the, you know, then there's no record. Like the headstone was like broken at some point too. Also, um. I mean, maybe you just have to wait like 2,000 years because people dig up mummies all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's fine now. Yeah. It's the king of a kingdom. Now I mean, it's archaeology. Yeah, and now, it's, now we're studying him. Yeah. Oh. Let's, 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 you know, unsettle his remains and move him to a large metropolitan area. It's fine. <laughs> In a different country. Okay. Uh, just off topic here, but that reminds yes. me of a, a thing I encountered a couple of days ago, and it was like in the 1920s, I want to say. Okay. Maybe it wasn't that time period, but it sure. was like there was a certain time where people uh, would purchase mummies and they would have like cocktail parties where they would undress the mummy, basically. Excuse me? <laughs> what? And I was like, what the fuck? You're just open, like undoing a corpse in, the, and like, like, in that your la, living la, room la, with like, la, your friends around. La la la. Hey, yeah, pass me a drink. Give it to my friend. Yeah. My mummy. Yeah. So that's respectful. Oh, my God. Well, that's, you know, at least you're welcome to the party. Yeah. Oh, my God. That just, I mean, 
that reminds me of getting further off. But still corpses. So on topic, I suppose. Did you see any Reddit posts with corpses in them at any um, point? I mean, yes. You're going to have to be way more specific than that. Recently, like an old-timey photo. Uh, then probably not. Because this this is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. And um, where is uh, where is my Reddit? Because basically, it's um, evidently the things people would do with cadavers. They just like you basically like cocktail party got okay. me thinking like basically they would they would set up scenarios. I mean, it truly is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my life. In fact, I'm actually going to pass it to you because. Um, just take a look at the. Just take a look at this. Just take a look at that. Just, just look what's going on there. Look what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> what in the hell? The guy doing like the autopsies and studying is on the table. He had a laugh. He made it look like the skeletons were examining him. Isn't that funny? That's like eight corpses. <laughs> that is eight corpses. That is truly one of the most horrifying pictures I've ever seen in my life. Their guts are open, their mouths are all, and they're just having a, having a laugh. Uh-huh. And by the way, in case you're curious, in the middle, they titled the piece. It's called A Student's Dream. Yeah, and I saw that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Anyways, normal things people do and did. Hopefully just did. Hopefully don't do anymore. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> According to the newspaper, there's a theory that a man who was a member of the Odd Fellows fraternity is actually buried in the grave. Uh, the chain links surrounding the grave may be associated with the fraternity. And that's the end of the article there. Okay. Um, but others say there's no proof of that ever being true whatsoever. So, again, legend. We don't know what's going on at this grave. But many people visit Glenwood Cemetery and take the tour... And look at the grave. There's a marker on the tombstone that reads, and I'm going to read it to you. It's up on the ground broken, but it's still there, evidently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> According to local legend, on May 25th, 1904, the witch of Yazoo City broke out of these curious chain links surrounding her grave and burned down Yazoo City. Writer Willie Morris Classic good old boy brought national renown to this vengeful woman and her shameful deed. And it's in honor of Ray Rogers Sr., sex in 21 years, January 7th, 1974 to July 1st, 1985, Glenwood Cemetery, Yazoo City, Mississippi. But it's just the story of the witch on this grave where an actual person is buried. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's all good. And there's an, a, a helpful stone direction indicator letting visitors know where the grave is. Like in the mark, in the, in the tomb, there's just like a, I guess like a giant gravestone, like a marker. Mm-hmm. And it said, which is grave? And there's an arrow just pointing. So like the cemetery has embraced its um, notoriety cool. to attract the visitors and the tourists. I'm sure. I mean, I always adore, I mean, many towns have things. I like when towns have things. Yeah. And I mean, this town's thing was that it burned to the ground a hundred and some years ago, and they blamed a witch for it. Why not? I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. But was the fire the last act of the witch? Or does she have more planned? 
I hope she's got more planned. From visityazoo.org. Quote, Current local lore says that when all of the chains are gone from her grave, quote, the witch will return again to exact her revenge in Yazoo City. To this day, our cemetery sextons are very careful to keep the chains repaired and in place, though they often are broken again very soon after being repaired. What breaks them, Zach? Vandals? The witch? Probably witches. Is her power breaking through the earth? Maybe it's her coven coming back to free her. But while the cemetery tries to contain the witch's power, do others try to set her free? Here's a 2016 article from WLBT. Chains on legendary witch's grave in Yazoo City stolen by Mary Grace Epp. By the mayor? No, by Mary. That, oh. Sorry, the article written by the mayor. I thought you said by like, Mayor Grace. It's like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like that. yeah, that's, like, that's like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer plot. The mayor's going to take over a town. Anyways, vandals are targeted at a historic landmark in Yazoo City Cemetery on Monday. Some of the chain links were found to be stolen from the witch's grave in Glenwood Cemetery. It's believed that a curse is associated with anyone disturbing the grave. Locals say that areas of Zazu City burned down more than a century ago after someone disturbed it. Did some nefarious mortal set her free over a hundred years ago to help her enact her wrath? Did someone disturb her grave in 1904? I was like, it's party time, bitch. Party time. Time to burn this place to the ground. Let's get lit. I was going to say the roof was on fire, but many roofs were on fire. <laughs> that all works. Does a cult, you said her coven, does a coven or cult worship her? Maybe both. I'm just asking questions. Isn't that what people say when they say wild, unsubstantiated mm-hmm. claims and nonsense? Okay. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Posing questions. Just a curious man saying curious questions. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the chains, again, they're, they, they are crucial to the legend. So much so that, um, so crucial to her lore. So much so that recent generations don't call her the Yazoo Witch, but prefer to call her the Chain Lady. And that is the legend of the Chain Lady from Yazoo City, Mississippi. The Chain Lady. The chain Lady. Have people seen a lady with chains, or is it just because... Just because of the grave. It's uh, linked. Oh, that wasn't on purpose. It's linked to her... Get it? Chains? Chains link? Mm-hmm. Like it's a pun? Chain link? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, the, the witch of Yazoo City, um, the chain lady. But yeah, nobody's really like, seen her, just the fact that that's the legend. But again, when a whole town burns down... And you attribute it to like one nefarious individual. There's your perfect folklore story there. Uh-huh. Set up pretty well. Yeah, it's all built into it. It's all kind of mixed around. And the local embrace it. They everybody talks about it. I guess it's a thing. Uh-huh. Kind of like uh, the hodag up in Rhinelander. Kinda, yeah. The hodag. Um, I mean, again, uh, Point Pleasant's got the Mothman. Everybody, they got yeah. they got things. Towns get things sometimes, mm-hmm. and this was this town's thing. Big old story that kind of ties the community together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it talked about how uh, that one paper that I found talked about how everybody you know came together, rebuilt the town, and it was a good like unifying you know like a hurrah moment. 
the town was like a phoenix rising from the ashes mm-hmm. caused by a witch who liked to keep skeletons in her, her she shed. Her she shed. She shed. She shed. Or she kept her hobbies and stuff. Just the thing you know you do, you know. Skeletons in the, the she bat, shed. In the she shed. Mm-hmm. She shed skeletons. I mean, if you're a witch and you're really into torturing people. She was. That's that's the place to do it, right? That's the move. And it said like she would lure the fishermen away, so I don't know if she was like trick like, you know, she's like a sexy witch. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, would put spells on them or like, you know. Yeah. Maybe she'd just steal their fish and they'd have to Hey, that's my fish. She'd be like, It's mine. No. Well, I threw it in my shed. Why don't you go in there and get yeah. it? Yeah. The guy thinks it's like the beginning of like a romantic comedy. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, it's just so cute. You took my fish. And then um she throws in the shed, like you said. She closes the door and he just sees these corpses dancing around, like hung on hooks and things. He's like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh jinkies. <laughs> ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> oh, I guess that's the end of this. Oh, there's Daryl. Yeah. Oh, he's missing half his head and I was supposed to meet him last week. He didn't show up. No, yeah. He, uh, he stood me up, but uh Hey, better late than never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. And then who knows? She comes in there with whatever she tortures them with. Song. She sings to them? Or dance. Like river dance. Because she's on the river. I like that. Yeah. That's better than I was thinking. She just put them on the table and would flay them like a fish. Yeah. Cut off their heads and skin them and then... Nope. Just makes them watch her dance. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just... All their skin falls off mm-hmm. and they just die. Yeah. I mean, she's a witch. It's magic. It's a magic dance. Nobody's ever been threatened by a magic dance before. It's a thing that can happen. Absolutely. Can it? Sure. Probably. But uh, yeah, the chain lady entranced. Entranced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows what kind of spells she was doing? What she was doing with these men in her shed? It was a she shed that she kept men inside. That's a metaphor. Is it? Hmm. If you say it's a metaphor, then it is. Okay. That's how, that's the rule, isn't it? Yep. Yep. But yeah, if anybody has been to uh, Yazoo City, um, if you know any witches who um, have said things about burning towns down, well, I don't know. If you want to narc on them, you can let us know at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Otherwise, mind your business because then you might end up in a shed somewhere. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on... Uh, Instagram is where we, uh, that's the socials we use, uh, patreon.com slash weird and, or, yeah, slash weird and feared. You can support us on the Patreon, listen to some behind the veil talks, and, uh, rate us wherever you can rate podcasts. We appreciate it a lot. We see your reviews. We adore them. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, guys, you know what you need to do? Yeah. Stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>